You're tuned in to The Keetra Show and listening to SOB, Style of Business, the podcast with your host, Keetra. We aim to highlight the ongoing trek of entrepreneurs and business owners from around the globe, featuring stories that recount their struggles, experiences, and inevitable road to success and self-fulfillment. Welcome to SOB. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Keetra back again with another wonderful episode of SOB Style of Business. This evening, I'm going to be speaking to DJ Iceberg of Hot 107.9 in Atlanta. This gentleman is also the CEO of his own company, which is Monopoly Music Productions. And he also does a little bit of contribution to um, Shade 45. So we're going to be talking to him. He's going to be telling us about the music industry within his market, within his world, giving us some scoops on his latest mixtape projects and also going into entrepreneurship and some of the things he's doing within his community. So let's just jump right in. Iceberg, how you doing? Thanks so much for joining us today. Hey, hey, hey well, how are you? I'm good. Glad to be on the show. Perfect. We're definitely glad to have you on. And we just wanted to kind of get back into the music side of things. I've been speaking to a lot of great entrepreneurs lately about their business endeavors, and I thought it'd be a great idea to reach out to you and uh, just to let us know what's going on with the music industry, with your market, which is Atlanta, and then also within the radio industry as a whole. So let's just jump right in. You want to just give us a quick background? Yeah, man. I'm originally from New York City, but I've been living in Atlanta for about 12 years now. I DJ on Hot 107.9 and um, Shave 45 every Friday. I've been on BT 106 in Park. Uh, a lot of people know me for mixtapes. I have a lot of tapes online. Well over, if I was to guess, I'd say around three or 400 between live mixtapes and that piff and all the other mixtape outlets. And right now, I've recently got into producing over the last year and a half, two years. So I've started an imprint called Monopoly Music Productions based off a mixtape series that I had. And I have two producers. Shout out to Pablo Beats and PL12. And then we're just working right now. Right now, we're working on an album we're going to put out in October. And I DJ for Scotty ATL. Shout out the Cool Club. So yeah, you know, we're just trying to stay relevant. Exactly. Sounds like you got a lot of lot of good things happening right now. And I know, like initially, when I found out about who you were and just did a little bit of research and checking out your website and some of the things that you've been doing in regards to the mixtape part of things, I wanted to know, like, as far as the because I know you DJ, but as far as the productions and all that, the mixing, we're curious to know, like, how did you get started with that? Well, I've always been to like into like audio engineering i've had like i was real good with garage band like i learned how to use pro tools when i was in school so i've always been into audio engineering and as far as mixtape goes at the time when i was starting out djing i really just like mixtapes you know what i mean like i used to listen to a lot of like gangsta grills mixtapes and i just thought that was like cool you know what i mean i was just honestly a fan of the music so when I got into DJing myself I just needed a way to kind of like promote myself outside of the nightclub because you know people only go to the club maybe three four hours a day out of the 24 hours so I needed a way for people to remember me outside of the nightclub so I thought mixtapes were like a good like promotional tool you know it's just as far as promoting my name during the daytime and then you know it kind of evolved into what it is now right so you've been in the the circuit for a while now did you start with your music career like when you were in new york or did you ended up doing that once you moved to atlanta yeah i started when i was in college so around 2009 when i started djing so yeah i was maybe in my fourth year of college so i was already in atlanta yeah so you you're a veteran in it. <laughs> you've 
you definitely been at this for a while. So no, that's, that's good. And I saw, uh, I was checking out a previous interview that you did and you were talking about, or you discussing rather artist development. And then, you know, I know you have a sincere interest with kind of helping artists that are upcoming and developing and really just helping them to get their name out there. So I know that Monopoly Music, that's your imprint. I know you're doing that in order to promote yourself and to promote your producers and your music, but are you still doing the talent development? Yeah, absolutely. So with my production group, the reason I wanted my own production group is I want to kind of like break my own artists, but it also starts with the sound, finding like the right producers. You know what I mean? Just weaving out people that are actually working hard versus people that are just doing music just because you can do it now. With me having my own producers, we're going to find our own artists and then, you know, marketing and promote them our way. So we have our own shit going on instead of just waiting for somebody else to just pop up. To kind of come up. Yeah. And as far as like the different artists that you guys are working with, is there a specific genre or type of artist that you guys are looking for? We don't really have anything specific we're looking for as long as it's good music. You know, we're really looking for just someone that has the potential to make great music, you know what I mean? And someone that, that's working hard instead of just working like hard time with this, someone that's really going as hard as we are. Exactly. Yeah. You know what? This is something I, that I just thought about while you were saying that working hard and artists that are going as hard as you guys are to promote them. What do you feel about, because today you have artists that'll go and they'll record something and then they'll put it out on the internet or they'll promote it through their social media channels, right? How do you feel about those artists that are just strictly online, but they're not doing any activity as far as being in the streets, performing, doing festivals, venues and things like that? It's kind of like just having, just working part-time versus full-time. You know, you got you get a lot of people that they do music. Because at this point, 2017, anyone can do music. If you have a laptop, you can get the software and learn how to do music but it's really just about the people that are doing it full time that are not only recording every day but also just looking for opportunities to be seen or heard just, they don't necessarily have to be performing but you could also like go to different events and you know what I mean meet different DJs or different bloggers it's not necessarily about performing but it just comes down to just doing more than just recording in your house and in your room exactly yeah everyone isn't going to get shows at first everyone isn't going to get definitely not paid shows so but if you're if you're out meeting doing what you have to do eventually you're going to meet the right people and then build from there that's why i want to start my own company because i find that a lot of people are just stuck in their space in their creative space just making music and there's nothing wrong with that, but you also, you know, it's also a business too. You know, it's like if you start a hair business, you start a hair salon, people aren't just going to find out about your shop because you opened a hair salon. You know what I'm saying? You have to figure out how to do some kind of advertising, some kind of marketing besides online. That's a perfect, a great point that you made that even though it's not necessarily performing, you definitely have to be out there advocating for your music, you know, whether it's a single video or whatever it is, because I think it's, it's too easy. Just like you said, it's too easy just to release a project. Everybody's pretty much doing that. And then it's so much clutter on the internet. Like it's so much clutter. Like you telling someone about your music, you have a better chance of them actually looking online for your music than you trying to tell them over the internet more than likely. You know what I'm saying? If you email someone your song, they're probably not even going to think twice about opening it. As opposed to if you met someone at a, say, at a random event and, you know, you told them about your Spotify account or whatever. 
I'm pretty sure nine times out of ten, they're going to check out your music right in front of you on their phone. Yeah, that's a good tip. That's good stuff. And I know, like, even with what you're doing, I mean, obviously, it took, you know, some time and effort and just consistency in order for you to come to first start in New York. And then you started doing the DJ and or just doing music, period, once you got into the Atlanta music scene or we're talking about you were a senior in college or whatever. But even that took some time. Like that just didn't happen overnight. So the consistency is probably going to be key to that as well. And as far as what you're doing and the things that you're involved in, like your projects, like what do you enjoy most about working within the music industry? I think the for me personally, I think just seeing that it can actually happen, that is the most enjoyable part for me. Like it don't necessarily have to be my success, but just to see like, you know, you can know an artist and like, a year or two years ago, they were dead broke, still trying to figure it out. And then a year can go by and then they're on, you know what I'm saying, TV and on their songs on the radio. Then another year can go by and they're like one of the biggest artists in music. I've been fortunate enough to know a lot of, well, not to know, but to like meet a lot of people before they actually become who they are. So for me, that's the most enjoyable. Other than that, just the whole process of just applying success principles into the music business, it's kind of all ties in together. But I think for me, for music, it's like you actually have a chance of making it. If you stand in line long enough, you'll get to the front of the line. That to me is enjoyable. Perfect. Yeah. In regards to mixing and being a DJ, I know that you kind of touched on this earlier, but uh, what do you enjoy most about that? It's that particular field specifically like being a dj i think that's kind of going hand in hand like for from my experience i get to actually see and meet a lot of people before they blow because i'm a dj you know on the radio so you know naturally i meet people that you know what i'm saying i'm trying to make it but i also meet a lot of people that are like maybe one move away from making it from being a dj you know what i'm saying or they might be one song away you know so I think for me, that's been the best part about DJing, besides obviously getting all the music first, all the new music, that kind of helps. But for the most part, it's just, you know, and I know I've met a lot of great people in the music industry since I've been a DJ, you know what I mean? I've been fortunate enough to build a lot of good relationships with people at all the major record labels. That's the highlight. Working with that. And you know what? This is something that I think you could probably lend two cents on. You talked about meeting and, and kind of networking and collaborating with other people, but what advice would you give to those individuals, or artists, rather that a little bit more introverted? You know, you have some people that when it's time to get on the stage or perform, they can perform, but when it comes time to be in a little bit more social, they kind of turn inward. So what would you say to an aspiring artist or just anybody that's trying to do something? I would just say, you know, if that's part of your personality, then you have to fix it. This isn't like one of them career feels that you can be antisocial like if if that's if you don't still feel like you can change that about your personality then you don't need to be in the music business because this is like people you have to be social even if more than likely it's not even real like people are social with you because you know they have to be not because they generally want to be social i think that's any business though i don't think that's just music but i think you know what i mean if you're a ceo of a company you have to be in a sense some kind of social and with music, you're trying to build a fan base and you want you're not if you're just making music just to make music and you're not actually trying to be a part of the music business. You don't plan on making any money from music then then you can do what the hell you want. But if you actually plan on selling the music you're making, whether it's songs or whether it's actually beats, 
or whether it's just words to a song with your writer, you have to be social. Like you have to be able to build and maintain relationships with not only people in the industry, but also people that are buying your music. You have fans that, you know what I'm saying? Some, some, I know I used to like base your life off of rap music. It's, it's people that don't listen to nothing but music. A lot of the times, you know, they're based their lives off what the music is telling them to do or how the music is telling them to feel. So when they meet them people in person and they're not what they thought, where they're not giving them all the feelings they get from the music, you can lose a fan like that that quickly. Or you can lose now. Nowadays, you can lose a whole movement with the internet if they find out you're not the person you were. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the person you're putting out to be. Yeah. If you're like introvert and you're trying to be like in the music business, then I don't know. I don't really know how that works out. Exactly. Yeah, no, I totally get you on that. Um, so yeah, that's that's some good advice there. And I know you just mentioned, and I've seen quite a bit of some of the, the mixtapes that you've done. And I think you're talking about what three to four hundred different mixtape projects, and that's an enormous <laughs> amount of uh, mixtapes. But can you recall, or what were your two most memorable projects? Like, can you were there maybe one or two different favorites that you like at the end of the day you'd always go back to listen to those two? Yeah, I got one with Trouble All on Me. Did that 2014. I like that mixtape. Like I, I like Trouble a lot as a rapper. You know what I'm saying? At that time when we did the tape, he wasn't really as as hot as he is right now. I like that tape because I kind of foreseen the direction he's going in a long time ago. And then second mixtape, I really don't know. It's a good question. I have so many, man. I have one called Monopoly Music. I think it's like 19, volume 19 or some shit. But I had leaked this like Ray Sherman song. I had leaked Throw Something on there before Nicki Minaj and Young Thug got on it. I had the record first and I leaked it on there. And they kind of had got mad with me or whatever. But, you know, the song ended up blowing up off the tape and ended up being one of their singles that went platinum. So I guess that was the second one. Yeah, I have to, have to check that one out. And I know like while we're talking about mixtapes, why do you think what, what I'm seeing right now is that you have artists that are dropping multiple singles and then they'll go into doing releasing an EP, right? But then you still have like some of the uh, independent artists and underground artists that are releasing mixtapes on like live mixtapes, that piff and a few other distribution channels. But why do you think mixtapes still appeal to people in search for something aside from the commercialized music that we hear on the radio? Like, why do you think the mixtape still the mixtape, the whole feel of the mixtape? Because, you know, there's several different songs, there's different artists, different themes. Why do you think that still appeals? I think it's more so the convenience uh, you can put your music out and get it heard. You don't really have to spend any money unless you really plan on marketing and promoting it. But I also feel like that like era of music is also dying, kind of like CDs and, and cassettes. Like I feel like in the next year or so, people aren't going to be doing mixtapes just because of like the convenience of the streaming services and the fact that you can actually make money from streams. Like you can't really make money directly off putting your a mixtape out you kind of have to like level up and put together an album if you really want to make you know what i'm saying money and nowadays to even get a deal or to get to the next level you kind of have to start off independently and show that you know how to make money off your music before someone's really willing to help you you know what i'm saying yeah that's true that's definitely true i mean and obviously there's still a huge consumer market for mixtapes because the man is you know still in especially when you have those sites like that PIF that are constantly getting people subscribing and downloading the material. So why do you think that 
the mixtape still appeal to the consumer? Well, I think that also, like like I said, the mixtape sites are free. Like, it's free to listen to music. It's free to download and stream it. Like, you still have to pay for Spotify and Apple Music. You still have to actually pay $10 a month. That's the only real reason I can see is, like, the price difference. You know what I mean? But I think soon everyone will have converted. Converted over, yeah. And as far as, like, what makes a good mixtape to you? I like to see, like, the music is good, but I also like the campaign and the story behind the project. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think that's what makes good projects. You know what I'm saying? I think the whole mixtape versus album thing, I think that's kind of, like, overrated. You know what I mean? I mean, before it used to be, like, okay, it's a mixtape because it's obviously not going on uh, one of the places that sells music. But nowadays, like, people aren't really doing mixtapes. People are doing, like, EPs. And the only difference between an EP and an LP is the number of songs. Obviously, an EP will only have maybe four or five songs, and an LP would have 10 or 12 songs. So that's really the only difference between them for me. I also think, like, the streaming services, that's what makes, like, the biggest difference. They have a bigger listening audience worldwide than the mixtape. Exactly. Yeah, it definitely does make a difference. We just talked about, or you mentioned earlier rather that the mixtapes for you have been a tool for you to promote your music and the different projects that you're working on. But aside from that, like as an entrepreneur and and overseeing like the daily operations and things like that for Monopoly Music, what are some of the tools or strategies rather do you use to get the word out about your projects? Well, my website for one, and then I kind of utilize social media, like my Twitter and Instagram following. And also Facebook and Instagram ads. Just trying to use more than just the mixtape sites, what I've already been using. Lately, I've been trying to utilize more of the internet than just the sites I've been using. Yeah, just the regular sites. Yeah, I bet you that definitely kind of opens the door to reach other people as well. You know, different target markets. Yeah, definitely, especially with Facebook. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Facebook, yeah. You you are pretty much international once you start, you know, doing advertisement and things like that on Facebook. The reach is ridiculous. So definitely uh, know what you mean there. Okay, so let's talk about a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey, specifically in the music industry. So before you, in college, okay, you started, you picked up DJing, you started doing pretty well with that. And then you get into the Atlanta's music scene. <laughs> so, okay, you're, you're in there, you get your feet wet, you get started. What are some of the initial challenges that you faced? Like when you first said, okay, I'm going to start doing this DJ and I'm going to start mixing and, and working on these different projects, collaborating with these artists. When you first stepped into the industry, what were some of the immediate obstacles and challenges that you faced? I wouldn't say I'm still facing it now. So I would just think that one of the biggest challenges is actually learning how the music business works. Because it's one of them things that no one is really going to teach you. You have to kind of like decide for yourself, like you're going to learn about music business and how different things work, like publishing or how selling merch or just being independent, like having your own distribution and how to put together an imprint and get an LLC and a tax ID number. Just just different things that, you know, no one's going to actually sit down and say, look, you need to do this, this and this. You kind of just have to figure it out. And that's probably been my biggest challenge because I kind of had to figure it out. Like, you know, you have mentors and all that. So they give you like pieces of the puzzle, but you still have to put together the puzzle yourself because that's just how the music business works. Exactly. So it's been like a continuous learning process for you. Yeah, definitely. Just just making sure you have 
you're in the right group of people that can lead you in a direction, you know, having a good team and just learning the rules of the business. You know, it's like a lot of people can do music, but there's a difference between knowing how to use the software on your computer and learning about the rules and about like copyright and just different, a lot of different stuff, man. Lot. I have like three books, straight music business. Yeah, so, you know, even with fellow DJs, man, like any DJs listening, I advise you to just learn about the music business, man, because no one's going to tell you how to like become Khaled, you know what I'm saying? Or what steps Khaled took to get there. He's definitely not going to tell you. You kind of got to take the time to really understand how the music business works and the difference between, say, DJ Khaled and another DJ. Exactly. Got to be willing to, to put in the work. Yeah, the more so put in the research, yeah. Yeah, the research. Well, I mean, the thing is, it's like now you, you have it to where the mentors are great, but but anything that you're looking to do or just to learn, I mean, there's a wealth of information online, you know, just by doing some research, watching videos, reading, shadowing people, There's a, like recording in production studios. You know, there's a lot of those locations, uh, especially in the major cities where just to go in and find somebody that would be willing to let you shadow or to come in and, and just learn different aspects. I'm pretty sure there's probably a few individuals available to show you the ropes. But like you said, it really just starts with, with you self-starting and doing what you need to do for yourself. And yeah, even that, like, you know, like with me, I'm like part of the younger generation per se. So I'm like a student of YouTube, like, I learned a lot of shit. I learned how to DJ off YouTube. I learned a lot of shit off YouTube. So you'd be surprised, like, there is an abundance of information on the internet. It's just like, with the internet, you just, what I do, I try to listen to people's YouTube channels that have been successful. Even if I don't know they're successful, at least I have a feeling they've seen some kind of success on the field that they're giving advice on. Because it's a lot of people, man. It's the same thing with people that write books. Everyone that writes books doesn't know what they're talking about. Well, sometimes they're just writing a book just to make money. Yeah, and in reference to like, uh, I know you're still in the building phase as a Monopoly music and, and just kind of making sure that your brand is well represented. But like you mentioned, I know we, we pretty much touched on the social media aspect of things, but like, what are some of the main things you want to achieve through the use of social media? Well, for me, I just want to just be able to engage with fans on social media. Man. I think the social media thing is kind of getting out of hand as far as like the level of ignorance on there, man. So it's like, for me, I'm just strictly about to, I'm really trying to move away from using social media as much and using just more of the internet using like you know what i mean just more place better placements on google and youtube and facebook and just move more so away from like twitter and instagram so much kind of helps to i bet that that would probably take a little bit of the stress off of having to always keep up with what's going on like the thing about the social media profiles or just the, those different platforms you're constantly having to update and correspond and, and retweet and all that other stuff so i, I can understand how having like multiple social media accounts gets a little bit out of hand. So what you mentioned about, you know, just kind of taking a break from that and, and utilizing other resources on the internet is, is definitely a great idea. Yeah, because if you really look like some of the most successful people in their field barely use their social media accounts or people are tweeting. I mean, you know, you got like celebrities that use their shit constantly to promote their business too. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it's not a requirement for success that you have to be on your phone every second checking your notifications or 
tweeting or posting something like if anything you should probably delegate those tasks so that you have more time to focus on what you're really trying to do i saw one of your uh recent instagram posts where you posted something along the lines of it was a quote i think like you know you want to be successful focus on your own stuff so that's definitely what it takes i meant that man it's too many people everyone's human so you know, we all get on Instagram or Twitter and get carried away. That's why those apps are thriving, because they thrive off the fact that you can't pay attention to what you're doing. That's why they're so popular, like distractions. So I'm really just trying to like, just trying to minimize my time on them shits, man. We get carried away instantly. Exactly. You definitely are right about that. So, all right. Well, we would love to continue the discussion. I know we're closing in on the Last couple of tidbits of information here, so I won't keep you any longer. But before we go, I know you gave a, a little bit of advice to aspiring DJs, but any other advice or tips that you could give to DJs, musicians, artists, entrepreneurs, anybody before we go would be great. One of the main tips, and I use for myself, is to like keep reading. Try to get books about the field you're doing and about people that were already successful. I have a lot of books, man. I have a lot of biographies and I read a lot of like self-development books. So for me, me personally, I just recommend like, you know, the repetition to what you're trying to do because repetition is what leads to success. Keep doing the same habits. So I recommend you read. If you want to be in the music business, I recommend you read about this shit. Not just from Instagram and shade room and ballers of the not just that shit but actually get books about music business about like la reed has a good book called sing to me Khaled has the book major key i just finished kevin hart's book i forget the name of it but it's really funny it's really good but you know that kind of relates because it's about you know he goes through through the same same struggle being a comedian which is like just like being an artist except instead of making music he provides laughter. It's the same struggles you go through. My advice is trying to make it as an entrepreneur, man, is to just, just read your way. Because every day ain't going to be, you know what I'm saying, a bright day. It's all about where you put your mind. Where you put your mind. Exactly. Now, that's excellent advice. And let us know, Iceberg, of any upcoming events, appearances. I know you mentioned the upcoming mixtape that you have coming up this fall. Give us the dates and uh, locations for anything that you have coming up. Yeah, so... Right now, on my mixtapes, I have a series called Hip Hop TXL. Uh, we're on volume 94. Uh, that's on thatpip.com and hiphoptxl.com. Working on an album. We're looking at October as the release date. I'm not final on that yet. And, you know, other than that, man, we're just working on production. And I'm a blogger on the side. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a daytime blogger, djiceberg.com. And give us your social media handles. Let us know where we can connect with you and where, where the uh, listeners can find you online, just in case anybody wants to reach out. Okay. My social media handle is at the DJ Iceberg, T-H-E-D-J-I-C-E-B-E-R-G. That's on Twitter, Snapchat, Facebook, and Instagram, and www.djiceberg.com. Perfect. Sounds good. Sounds good, Iceberg. We have everything down and definitely looking forward to having you back soon, especially when you start dropping those projects. So, Thanks again and look forward to touching base with you soon. Oh, uh, yes, of course. Thanks for the opportunity. Thanks for hanging out with us here on SOB. We hope this episode has been resourceful. If you'd like to check out the latest articles or follow Keetra's website updates, just log on to Keetra.com or follow her on Twitter at K E E T R I A.